0: Doing movies, Movies. talking movies, talking movies with moving pictures. This should be moving pictures and sound, eating popcorn. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That that should be yeah.
1: That's a good theme song. Yeah. No. I'm.
0: I'm sort of. (laughs) I mean, the problem with me, Kyle, is not so much that I'm. Well, I mean, let let me just let me. I'm. I was going to sort of be more circuitous about it, but I mean, the problem with me is I'm just too fucking good at too many things.
1: Uh, It's true. I I was going to tell you to stop being so
0: good. Skills. It's hard to focus them because they just there's just like <laughs> I could be great at this, I could be great at that, I could be great at this other thing. What do you do when you're me? What I don't do you know. do? How do you choose? How do you live this? How life? do you choose? How do I live this life? <laughs> A question that seems to be more and more poignant and more and more apropos with every passing day. Yeah, here in the United States of America, planet Earth the Milky Way, in the Year of Our Lord, or the Common Era 2023. It's,
1: it's daunting to be in your presence. I'm only really good at one thing, and and that's just uh, powering through everything. Because I don't know if I, my show's any good, but I, I power through it and this I is, do it. This is going to be great because,
0: <laughs> you know, you meet people in your life, right, at different stages, uh, and I'm doing great. And you're you well. You just said how you're doing, so I, I'll, I'll let I'll let your words just stand on their own. I will not further characterize no. them. They're they're there. They're there. They're, they're just, recorded. They're, they're recorded. on wax, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. The kids said in the seventies, I guess, <laughs> and. That's it. People can make of that what they will. For sure. I mean, my life is is looking up right now, right? I mean, I got a new house. That's amazing. I'm a homeowner. Well, I'm not really a someone else. The person I live with is a homeowner. <laughs> actually, I actually had to sign a letter saying that I have no rights to it. <laughs> a quick claim. I just sign a quick claim deed saying that even though I'm not an owner, I know that I'm not the owner. It's like it's like For sure. it's like I'm double not the owner. Yeah. Right. Not only am I not the owner, I've had to affirmatively acknowledge. It's like I have to do. I, I should I have to sign that for everything? I should have to sign that for your apartment, you know, the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, Dodger Stadium. I don't have to sign letters saying I I understand and acknowledge that I don't own this thing for sure. But I get to live there.
1: Yeah, I get to live a, there. A,
0: I'm a I'm a, a free riding tenant. That's looking up. that, yeah, that no, is I mean, looking I'm, up. So so I got that going on. That's great. Uh, you know, life is good. Life good. is good. It's yeah. summer. summer is coming. It's finally starting to seem a little bit like summer here in California, which is, it's been sort of gloomy. We had May gray and some June gloom. I liked that.
1: Like, I like the temperature. No, definitely, especially, that especially because I work
0: outside. I will take May gray and June gloom every day of the Absolutely. week over, you know, 90 degrees and sunny.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a wonderful time here in, uh, good old Southern California. We're coalescing energy
0: around me. Uh-huh. Uh, I went, uh, I went into my daughter's bedroom today to encourage her to get ready to go to school. And uh <laughs> she was she was uh she had taken her shower, she was uh sitting cross legged, seemingly meditating, uh completely naked on her bed, looking <laughs> at something, and I was like, Hey, hey, and eventually I got I had to go and like you know, tap her, and get her attention. I was like, Hey, how's it going? What you doing? And she looked at me. I'm activating my crystals.
1: <laughs> oh, she's, no. She's going through a geological... Chakra. She's, going through, she's going through, like, a geological
0: <laughs> phase, and she's got, like, rocks. She's very into rocks, like, uh, cool-looking, pretty rocks. Yeah. yeah, kids Kids get into rocks, right? It's cool. Yeah. Rocks are cool. Uh, this stuff's cool. There's a lot of, you know, she's got, like, polished rocks. We got, like, a rock polisher. It's cool. But she, yeah, she looked at me and just very serious and said, I'm activating my crystals. So... Uh, I don't know what that means for me, but I think it will be either good or neutral. I don't think it yeah. be bad. I no, mean, can I you activate think. like an evil crystal, no Some sort of Lovecraftian crystal that you activate and bad shit starts happening. I need mean, maybe I need to look into. Not
1: that. Not often are those sold. The, usually, it is the positive crystal. It's gonna be it's positive about, or neutral, I think. Yes.
0: And if she feels good about it, then it's positive, I right? Think so. Even if it's a placebo effect, very we're, much. We're fine with that. <laughs> so we're talking a movie. We're talking a movie, as you know, I as a for my intro, my singing intro about movies. The movie that's on everybody's lips. Should it stay Black Adam in this joke or should I switch to like Fast X? <laughs> I maybe I should just stay with Black Adam for forever. Fast. Yeah, talking yeah, about Black the movie Adam. that's changed history. Black Adam. The movie that every does anyone except for me, I didn't even see Black Adam, but I, I still didn't bring see it up. It. I, I b- wonder if everyone still thinks about it. No, I don't. think I, so. If it's just sort of, it's a movie that you wonder, did it even happen?
1: Yes. Yeah. It was. A, it is, is it, it
0: like it's like one of those Mandela Mandela effect effects? Things, yeah. You're like that, somebody's going to tell you in twenty years that that movie doesn't exist. It's totally a figment. Yeah. So you're going to wonder when we jumped timelines. Did The Rock play a superhero?
1: You know, you're you only, only superheroes,
0: but <laughs> The Rock is a superhero, yeah, for sure. He, if he if lives that life. If there's a living superhero, if there's an actual superhero, it's, it's definitely 100%. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, 100%. And maybe someday we'll be president, right? You know, 2028, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, given it's not given, a joke, given, given this, given this slate of options, right? I mean, <laughs> for sure, I mean, you might be, oh, bet, well,
1: you know, I don't necessarily vote, uh, but uh, I, I think I would vote over. Over Joe Biden to Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if
0: your choices are The Rock, Biden, and Trump, I mean, ooh, that's <laughs> that's tough. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving The Rock
1: a real hard look. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh well, I, I mean, well. I'm saying, like, tell me hmm. more. You know, tell me more about uh, you know, whatever. At least he brings the intimidating factor. Like, he'll walk into into Congress and be like, I'm going to... Like, well, when but, he says I'm going to do something, you're but, like, oh, shit, this guy though, means business. In a way, that's sort of a variant on, like,
0: not what Trump does, but what Trump promises, right? Because he's it's always sure. like, I would have gotten a great deal. And you're like, how? It's like, oh, well, I can't say. You know, just sort of the, the, the implication is always just like the for, dead dead horse The force heads. of his, the force <laughs> of his just tremendous personality would be sufficient to just get shit done. Yes, which, I mean we had four years of evidence that that's not the case. It's not so the I, case, but yeah, you know, people keep believing in you know, like the song says, "Don't stop believing." Right? Don't I mean, stop. We believing. all we all need to you know, like another b- better song says, "Whatever gets you through the night." <laughs> so it's all right. It's all right. So we're talking about Spider-Man. I, I mean, there's so many. The names are all too similar because it was into, into the Spider-Verse. The Spider-verse. And now we did a acro- This one was across. across the Spider-Verse. And we are staring down beyond the Spider-Verse. Beyond, yes. Which is who, what could be beyond the Spider-Verse. You might ask yourself in the realm of cinema, what could be beyond superheroes? Maybe nothing. Ugh maybe nothing a,
1: a nice little void to reflect upon because we are we are in it we are in the superhero age you're in some verse it's an onslaught it's just an onslaught uh this movie is is you know almost kind of leans into the onslaught and i think for for a, a better time than most um, but it is an onslaught. It is reference points it is uh you know layering it is a constant conversation and uh delivery service for comic books uh and we we i mean but we've this would be seem even more refreshing if we weren 't kind of locked in the constant state of comic book multiverses. We've been in it for a long, long time, and so it's uh, this. This I'm not saying I'm fatigued to not enjoy this movie, but I I do think that there are elements uh, about it that because it's it sits in that kind of middle chapter, it's a prolonged effect in narrative. Um, I the, the, I'm, I'm I'm coming off as negative. This is a very good movie. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I I yeah, I loved it um for what it is right? yes i loved
0: yeah. it it's funny because it's going to be you know i hate the internet yeah the internet is fucking awful it's and it's truly uh, it is a total negative net negative. and it's gonna you know what this movie is going to be from a psychological perspective it's going to be this year's everything everywhere all at once sure where it's yeah. going to be the movie that some people just love the shit out of uh, and then there's going to be this totally predictable takes of like, it's not that it's not either. It's not good or it's not as good as you think it is. And then, then there's going to be totally predictable response. It's probably already happening online of you're dead inside because you don't love this movie. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure that
1: this is going to happen. This is going to happen because I don't, I don't love this movie, but I really do I like it.
0: I, I borderline love this movie. I mean, we'll get into why we yeah. like or love yeah. the movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's great. I mean, it's it's very entertaining. It's, it's
1: entertaining. It, I mean, the animation is so gorgeous. But,
0: like, to your point, right, you see something like this and you think, geez, what if these people and these resources could be turned to anything else? Sure. Just any other subject.
1: Yeah. Pick it. Pick it. Yeah, pick anything else. Yeah, I mean, no, no, but I, I, I think that this is the right... Obviously... In this team, I and mean, when we have uh, Lord and Miller as producers, like writers, they're, they're kind of the, the think tank that guides the core process. What I do appreciate about the Spider-Verse movies is that they are doing a grand job in convincing me that animation might be the best and only medium for superhero movies. Certainly the best.
0: Yeah. Certainly the best, right? Because... Yes, this movie, like a lot of great animated movies, is a showcase for what animation can do that live action movies will never be able to never do. Never be able to do. Because, you know, CGI has gotten pretty good. I was thinking about that sort of space station asteroid skull thing that the people in the Guardians inhabit. Yeah, that's really looks yeah, very cool. Yeah. That shit looks really cool, and I don't know what the mix of, like, practical set building and CGI was yeah. that, that bringing that thing up to life. But in terms of creating, like, environments, yeah. CGI and all the modern techniques, they're pretty much there. Yeah. This might not be so much true. I mean, there's still th- things left to be desired about specific special effects or, like, the creation of creatures, although that's gotten pretty amazing, too. But in terms of creating an environment, they can do it. Yeah. But the process, I can only imagine how painstaking it is to create an environment, a physical environment like that, where you can have a human being stand next to it and it looks real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this, a movie like this involves going into not just one place, but several, many, places. Many, many places, either quickly for little quick hits or at more extended periods of time. Yeah. And the liberating quality of animation where you don't have to make it look real. You just have to make it look consonant with the visual aesthetic you're creating. Exactly. The power of that as an aesthetic tool to be transportational, I mean, is really tremendous. I mean, we've talked about this in the context of Pixar movies. I mean, I love inside out Coco movies like that where you can create these whole fantastical worlds that are, Conceptual. They're like conceptual worlds, right? They're not even meant to be like in any meaningful sense real or even real adjacent. Yeah. They can be like an, almost an idea, right? The ability to do that with animation is absolutely unparalleled and will never be equaled by live-action movies because it's just not that's just not what they can do. Because there will always be some sort of uh uncanny valley where part of you knows oh this isn't real yes this isn't a real place yeah whereas in animation it's all not real it's all just drawn it's drawn so so you can kind of you're liberated to bring into being all these very interesting aesthetic ideas that you
1: simply could not do in a live action and and how they are able to articulate individual characters in their Unique sense of animation like it, th- there's a distinctness going on with everybody, and they 're living in the same kind of place, but the aura of like the punk rock oh, anarchist spider man yeah, and just how how Great. everything is kind of filtered around their existence because they 're out of place, but that 's how their 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 world. Orients. And so I like that distinct animation quality is that when you have everybody in the same room, that they're embodying, and, and this goes back to Into the Spider Verse. I mean, you had like Peter Porker and Spider Noir, you know, the anime uh, Spider Girl, you know, yeah. the, how everybody is uh, existence in their aesthetic and that, that they embody that aesthetic. Uh, amongst each other. That's a a celebration of the possibilities and and the his, the history of Spider-Man, the possibilities of Spider-Man, the the different takes it has had. But then you get into the details of the expressive it's not only an aesthetic, it's not only an opening. The animation also has its in its quality an emotionality to it. And when Gwen Stacy is talking with her father, the shades of the apartment change based off the mood and the conversation and the revelations. And you're like, Oh, these guys have uh, everybody who has been involved in the shading, the layering, the paneling to bring the, the feeling of a comic book alive. That's really what lifts the Spider-Verse movies is that it's their dedication to the origin while also kind of modernizing it in a kind of kinetic energy that comic books and it's paneling and it's, it's a uh, step-by-step storytelling process can give life and they're doing it on the screen. It's really impressive work in that oh, way. Oh yeah.
0: It, it's unique. It's interesting. It's special. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like about the movie I guess the peripatetic um, and sort of kinetic nature of it is something that you may take or leave. I think it's great – because I think that it just leans into it even mu- much more so than the uh-huh. first movie. It is yes. it yeah. is complete overload. You don't remind. I have only watched this movie once. I've never revisited this movie. I wonder if you've seen or revisited this movie, which is the Wachowski brother. The, well, the Wachowski siblings.
1: Were you gonna say now, Speed Razor? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember seeing that movie and just thinking it was just mental. Like yes. it was just it is mental. It, it leaned into something very specific about itself. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but I remember appreciating the fact that it was an uncut version of whatever it was trying to be. Yes. That yeah. it was unmediated by – you. because know, what do we talk about when we talk about superhero movies? We so often talk about the fact that we can feel the heavy hand of too many cooks, too many notes, too many executives just yes. weighing in to sand off every jagged edge in the theory that if we just do enough – we'll create this perfectly smooth cultural product that can be for everybody. Yeah. And that can just be perfectly digestible and four quadrant, ten quadrant, million <laughs> quadrant, and every it'll just be kind of for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's- so I'm always intrigued by these movies. You know, we talk about George Miller movies, Fury Road, yeah. things like that. Yeah. These movies that exist in that world, that world of big budget, I mean, Mad Max might as well be a comic book movie, right? In some Absolutely. ways, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely you know in that realm of it, it sort ex- of the fantastical and exaggerated. And
1: uh, we rewatched it not too long ago because um, Katie's parents, we were we were out and we were at a comic book kind of tinker uh, uh, trinket shop. And they had Mad Max on, and her um her dad was like, "What is that?" and Katie's like "That's Mad Max for Rose I've never seen it and so we came back and we sat down and watched it. It is a comic book I mean it, there are just pieces of of detail and just a visual that give texture to the work that don't that don't necessarily lift the plot like at one point they're traveling and there's people on like stilts like farming yes. in the in, in uh in in this kind of mud ridden uh, chapter of the the Australian wasteland, and you're just like, yeah, this is a comic book. Yeah. They, when they go when in that that sequence when the the guy from the bullet farm is like chasing them down, the coloring is almost Frank Miller, like in in its Sin City orientation. And so it's it's that conversation weaving into the 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 use of color, the use of paneling, the use of setting. Mad Max is is very much inspired by graphic novels, but but also
0: but also tonally and structurally because it's kind of absurd, right? Oh yeah, and I mean that as no slight. No, I think I mean the problem with a lot of comic book movies is not they're they're absurd; it's that they're not absurd enough. Absolutely, they don't lean into what is fundamental or interesting, right? Which is the distinction between comic books and like graphic novels, right? Mm -hmm. A graphic novel could be what just a pictorial story about anything. A comic book is something loud and you know wild right i mean that's yeah that's the whole that's the whole point right and i'm not saying that there's just one way to do it there's uh, there's infinitely many ways to do any given thing you can think of right but there are certain things that you can tap into right that are um that are fundamental to the genre in a way that bring it you know make it pleasurable yes yeah so what do you see? You see the comic book stuff. You see, you know the you know the Empire Strikes Back stuff, to which this movie owes a you know a clear and obvious debt, which itself is indebted to many other things. I think right?
1: mostly Back to the Future too. Back <laughs> to the Future
0: 2, not as good of a movie. No, but but, but v-
1: very much uh, influence. Yes, as, de-
0: definitely. Sort of the the classic, you know, middle part of a trilogy, yes. right? Yeah. Which is the other thing I like is this is gonna be a true trilogy, right? It has the structure of a true trilogy at least through two movies, right? Yeah. And so we feel I feel good about that. Because a trilogy you know, we talk about sequelitis, right? A trilogy is still a story, as opposed yeah. to these yeah. open ended you know, Marvel Universe things that just kind of go on forever and never really resolve, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, with each chapter, there needs to be sort of an arc within it, and then there is the overall arc in in a trilogy as it is uh, written and formed. Obviously, this one is... Is dedicated to to a, a elongated arc yeah. that that there is a level of unfulfillment in the second one. Uh, you know, partially it's purposeful. For me, there there, there is uh there there was a hesitancy to leave you in a kind of dark place. There is a lot of hope at the end, and in they add these two two these two additions. Um, that I'm not. Uh, that that took away just slightly from my yeah. appreciation for leaving us in 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 a kind of low place, which traditionally is the middle chapter. But it is uh, Gwen Stacy, and, and this is mostly Gwen Stacy's movie. Uh, I mean, obviously mm. M- Miles comes to a confrontation. This idea of being lonely, being isolated in his work, uh, and and his uh, life but he has these friends that he knows are out there that are not visiting him that understand him and he's missing that he's missing yeah, yeah. an understanding and he comes the low point is him being oh these people didn't they could have visited me but they didn't and they knew something about me and they they well, no, wouldn't I mean,
0: tell me i mean the low i think you're underselling that a little bit the low point is that he realizes they're conspiring against him they're yeah, actively yeah. involved in a conspiracy yes, against yeah. him because it, the, the the movie begins with stasis, right? He he is sad that they're not seeing him, but he's resigned to that. He doesn't think that that's a solvable problem. Yes. Yeah. He's, then, he's, then, his aim the is mo- to
1: maybe solve it in the future.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's got some vague notion that he might be able to, but he's basically resigned to it. Yeah, it's all theory. It's not practical. And then, and and then, practical. It, and then the, it incites with, oh, actually, I could see them now. There is a way I could see them Yes, now. yeah. Um, but... Yes, it's definitely her. She's definitely the the prime mover.
1: Yes, yeah, because it is a movie. It, because it opens with her. It opens with uh, her world and how she is operating in it. The complications with her father, and then she's left kind of ostracized and also alone. And she finds herself as part of this spider unit, uh, you know, who fixes anomalies in the in the Spider Verse. And uh, what what. Where I'm going with this is that with with Gwen it is ultimately like her arc like if there's something to be fulfilled in the movie it is her coming to terms with herself her father and also a belief maybe in her friend as well you yeah. know that she regrets conspiring she regrets not being honest and so it is about her needing to maybe fix the problem uh and come to her friend which is her bringing the team together and this is this was partially what, I, I don't mind the shot of her coming to Peter Parker. But then there's a shot that she's got all the team together. You know, Peter Parker, she's got Spider Noir, she's got uh, the punk punk rocker. I mean, she's got the team. So we already know that that's something of a success. That It almost like lands on an avenue of success at the end of the movie that they're going to come, yeah. that there's a team. Honestly, I, I would have f- been fine with just her approaching Peter Parker, and honestly, the next movie should be about her getting the team together in the first 20 minutes, you know, that that if we're going to spend yeah, yeah. so much time, and th- these are minor complaints. The, the, I'm just talking about this as a middle chapter, and where does it leave you, and why I'm I I, I I'm o- always uh, resistant to the idea of leaving it on a positive note. And then it's him with the Prowler, his his version of the Prowler, which Katie pointed out is a whole different voice actor, which I thought was an impressive little choice. It shows you that in the detailing, not only in the animation, but in voice acting, that they are choosing people to emote, to bring about a character. It's, it's, it's in the layering, the texturing, and the additions that make every individual in this universe vibrant. That's a, just a positive in every consideration of character. So I did appreciate that as well because it's a Hispanic actor. And so that would make sense if his father is gone, it would lean more into the, his Puerto Rican roots and uh, to more of his mother's influence. And so that, that that's just a little choice that obviously they're going to explore a little more in that universe 42 later on. But it's about him and we've already seen the powers that he can like utilize his suit and the this kind of yep. electricity and they do a shot of him doing that and i was like oh you didn't necessarily need that you don't need to give the audience the hope like the obvious hope it's kind of placating it's kind of dictating To the audience, what is essentially going to unfold at the beginning. Not that everything will be fixed, but that things are moving in sort of that way. I just wanted it to be left in the moment. But it has this kind of extended... Epilogue to a middle chapter, and I didn't necessarily need that. I don't, I th- this is by the yeah. way, I know that this is nitpicky. Yeah, this is oh, just, I, a, mean, I mean, is it, is it, is it any more or, like,
0: is it more or less uplifting than like the end of Empire? I mean, you always remember the Luke, I'm your father, and him getting thrown down, but I mean, he gets saved, he gets a new hand, he ends up, you know, the, the for final sure. shot is them looking out into space and in the big republic, the
1: big rebel fleet,
0: like, I mean. I don't know that that has any and but that sequence I'm gonna, is probably gonna, longer than
1: For sure no but I'm going to take it because it's it's more montage and exposition it's got na- uh narration over it Gwen Stacy by the way weird sound mixing with the narration against music that, that was a little uneven in my theater yeah, yeah. but yeah. but that again these are nitpicky things I what I I will compare that to Honestly, that would be not, not the insinuation that Lando and Chewie are off to go find Han. That would be them in a montage and like, it would, it would be Luke Skywalker saying, you know, we were down and out, but now we're getting, you know, things are going to happen. They won't defeat us. It's like a resilience in narration and exposition. And then you see Chewie and Lando like, infiltrating Jabba's power, like instead of in the next yeah, yeah. movie, understanding that there's, there's this plan that's being held from us. There's a plan in motion and uh, to watch it unfold I, again. I think just leaving it in a, a, a darker place, I, I would, and, and it's not, well, in, I mean, you know. we,
0: well, we've already confronted, you know, your own state. So I, mean, I, I guess that's exactly maybe that's just where I No, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's funny, as we talk about this, I'm thinking about... Because the movie does a lot of, like, very clever things, right? Oh, absolutely. That I didn't... That at first... Like, there were even things where I thought, this is a miss, and then it actually turns out to be really smart. Like, the reveal of the one Spider-Man as, like, a villain is totally telegraphed from the very beginning. Like, oh, this guy's a bad guy. You know that right away. Yeah. But what that actually does is misdirect you from the fact that they're all bad. Yes. Like, literally... I mean, because one thing... I mean, talk about dark, right? I mean, it really is Miles Morales against everyone. Yeah, it, right? really it, is. it really It turns out every spider person is a villain except for him, which I don't think is anything... Like, I did not anticipate that. Like, the way that it turns out they're all kind of in the know about this idea that, like, we have to have... And th- this, this sort of very interesting... One thing that the movie does that I think is is most interesting to me is inserting this idea about Canon. Yeah. Right. Yes. Which is clearly some sort of a critique. And it's a kind of a big idea that gets floated out there in the movie that is kind of buried underneath all the, the, the noise and sound. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, it's clearly taking a shot at a certain kind of fan. Oh yes. It's clearly the expectation. It's yeah. The expectation. taking a shot at the medium in some ways I agree yeah right and I thought I was like this is interesting and I like I kind of liked that they just kind of floated that out there yes right just this just, just a the kinda...
1: web of the universe and that everything is kind of infinitely tinkered and detailed and that everybody has to that everybody's suffering under the the hero, the hero's journey and emergence of Spider-Man, like in the the, the whole vein of the universe. Well, but not only that there is some sort of universal form,
0: which I think is probably true, right, Mm -hmm. or at least, you know, hard to argue against, but that there are certain very specific beats that need to be hit for a spider person to be a spider person. This character has to die. They need to establish, and if they don't, it's going to tear a hole in the cosmos, right? Yeah.
1: Literally tear a hole in reality. And evaporate populaces and uh, dimensions. Because,
0: because one thing that the movie, I think, does do really well is sort of throw out, it kind of throws out like a whole range of comic book villains, right? Because you've got the the obvious villain right in the bad Spider-Man. You've got the over overarching villain in spot, right? Yeah. Who's kind of who I think is a pretty good character and who's clearly going to get a lot more run in Which, the next one.
1: Yeah, and and with always with Spider-Man movies, the villains have a lot to say about the dictation, the envelopment, the development of of Spider-Man. I, I thought that was a little want excuse me I thought that was a little wanting here with Spot I want more. Uh, gonna, uh, I think you're get going more, to get a lot more. We're going to get a lot more. And, yeah. and again, this is this is a kind of assessing across the Spider Verse is difficult to do in totality. Uh, same with like Dune uh, yeah, because yeah. I think you do have to experience Dune too to like see the full picture. To yeah, see, yeah, see if they can land the plane. See to be the sure. land the plane. And I I have no doubt that uh, Beyond the Spider Verse will land it. Uh, and so I my my expectation for what I want more out of the series and what they've set up and where they're going to land, I'm pretty confident they will. Because they put a lot of thought into it. It's clear, they put a lot of thought into this idea, the, the, this under this foundational philosophy that's linking the universe, this expectation. I do think it is a commentary on fandom. I do think it's a commentary on People who are not willing to accept a kind of deviation and a different point of view. I think with Miles Morales being very much a center of debate amongst Spider-Man fans, like people unwilling to accept him because he's not Peter Parker, because he's not genuinely or authentically Spider-Man in this way. Obviously, they're confronting that he is the he is an anomaly himself. Like the, we we have Miguel. O'Hara basically tell him he's an anomaly, he shouldn't exist, and that essentially the universe would probably be better off, or in in its its purity and anti corruption, that he shouldn't exist at all. And that's that's how hard, and, and that's what really pits it in the kind of thematic and emotional notions is that he is on his own, he is against all these other Spider man he doesn't have the same origin, he doesn't have the same trauma, and there's this expectation that he must follow it. And I think what's going to come to a head is this obsession with the the orientation and organization of the Spider-Man idea, and that Miles Morales is against it. He he is situated against it, and because he's an anomaly, the rules shouldn't apply to him, and therefore he's probably the only one who can save and put and. Offer an idea of change and progress for these very ideas. the fact that he exists and that things have not disintegrated and exploded is proof that uh, O'Hara's philosophy and his worries might not actually be uh, might not actually you know come to fruition. And so I like I like that the there's a large conversation with the origin of Spider-Man, what Miles represents to that and uh it is it is I think very direct to the uh, to its audience and to its fans. Yeah.
0: Well, it it seems to me to be part of a broader acknowledgement or maybe I'll put this a different way, it's getting at something that I think is very pervasive and pernicious yeah. yes. in our culture, right, which is that People sense, correctly, I would argue, that there's something in the world that's not good, right? That People have this general sense of angst about the way things are, right? And we can't get at the root causes for why they are the way they are. So instead we get this cascading series of moral panics and culture wars and one manifestation and like like I said this all just happens online so it's just an outgrowth of of social media online culture is people just engaging in these various public psychic screams About whatever, right? About, I don't know, a black little mermaid or Mm a a trans Bud Light or Target or whatever. It's just, it's something new every week. It doesn't matter what.
1: It's hard to follow.
0: It doesn't matter. Well, some people, for some people, it's too easy to follow. Yeah, You're right. But because you, and you just get the sense that. They're registering that in this movie in some way, this idea that there is something really dark happening. But instead of being able to address that in any coherent or meaningful way or a way that could bring people together and build solidarity and make people feel actually better and change the circumstances of people's actual lives, right? Yeah, We just kind of go from one bit of vaudeville to another right just one bit of kind of smoke and mirrors kind of culture war battle to another right every, with, every which with way. no obvious or appreciable improvement in the actual material conditions of people yeah i mean maybe that's too much to put on the movie but i do think it does one thing very clever right which is that like i said everyone's a villain yeah. except for miles every 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 superhero every spider person they're all villains right so so you don't get into any sort of attempt to valorize or demonize people based on any identity characteristics right because they're all bad yeah they're all in on it right everyone except they're all at the end of the day what people with power tend to be which is small c conservative Mm -hmm. and they're also what scared people tend to be which is small c conservative right which is they just want things to stay the same stay the same because even if they're shit they could like you know you don't know what you don't know when you don't know it so even if things are shit You know that what they are now, and you know that you're here, and you're okay, and you're a spider person, and you're living, and there are some aspects of your life that you like or whatever, right? You got that, and you don't know what would happen if there was a fundamental change. Like if we were to throw away the roadmap, the blueprint, the spidey blueprint, if we were to throw that away and introduce quote-unquote anomalies, anomalies which are just event horizons, right? An event horizon is just something you cannot see beyond, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some event out there we don't know. If that were to happen, we just don't know what would be on the other side of that. Yeah. And it tends to be that the only people who are willing to go into that world this is why things are so hard to change the only people who are willing to go into that world are people who have nothing to lose and people who have nothing to lose are generally the people who don't have the power to push things into that yeah that's why it's very and that's become only more true in an age in the digital age in the nuclear age right where power is so concentrated right that the idea of some sort of a revolution is almost impossible to fathom, yeah. especially in, in the West, right? It's just very, sure. it's hard to imagine what that would even look like. How would you even do that? Yeah. Right? We've seen the opposite thing where, you know, you have these tremendous moments of social upheaval, but then nothing really seems to change. Like, you you look back and you're like, well, what what was that? Well, and right?
1: then and then there's a conversation with, I I do agree with you that yes, it's it's this the syndicate here of Spider Man are the villains, and it's the expectation that things should stay the same or follow a a, a roadmap that even though it's. Yeah. It's tragic, and even though they they say that there's a balance, there's tragic, but then there's happiness, and you have to find that and accept that in the mode. But Miguel is an interesting character because yes, he's he's sort of situated and defined as a as the villain of of the movie. Well, yeah, he was Promethean, right? Yes, he,
0: he tried to change things. He thought he could have it, and something went wrong, very wrong. And so now he's come back to say, you know don't you know i don't do what i did right because yes. what i did is the seed of you know
1: of destruction yeah, and, yeah. and well on uh, all our undoing in in a large way and obviously that that is a direct conversation because mm-hmm. with with this idea that things must be the same because i tried to do something different and it was it It was so devastating. And he's plagued by it. This is the only Spider Man in this world where he walks down the hallway at work and everybody else is quipping. Everybody else is having, like, you know, utilizing their trauma and hiding it behind humor. And here's another Spider Man who is so, so plagued by devastation and like genuine like n- not only is it trauma in the in the the regular sense of spider-man he lost an entire universe like he, he there is so much weight on this guy's shoulder and you can feel it and I, I I appreciate Oscar Isaac's approach to this character because it's not devoid of like humorous interactions like where he's just like you Peter Parker I'm done with you like I'm just done like it's kind of humorous because he's like I've had it up to here I just don't want to deal with you but it is part of his character is that he is done with everybody around him like he is trying to manifest such an aspect of control because he's seen what not controlling the world uh, has has wrought but you're, it's that obsession with the, the negative that doesn't allow for something of progress that doesn't allow for something that doesn't have any wiggle room for the idea of an anomaly the idea of something that is uh, un, unplanned and Miles is that and so there's an antagonism and almost a hatred and a resentment that Miles can exist in the form of their existence this uniform idea of Spider-Man as a hero and he can he can have both his parents yeah. he can have friends he can operate in in a realm of ultimate positivity what is that like he he resents him for existing and so you can feel that in its villain but you can also understand it you can understand his philosophy that the tinkering of the universe like if 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 it's possible if it's possible that th- that a whole universe can implode if if it's one versus many that utilitarian yeah. idea i think that they venture it well in the character yeah
0: no no he's like that character is a very 20th and 21st century villain which is to say that he's you know you know, there's a kind of villain that's just some variant of Henry Kissinger, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which is this idea that you have tremendous power, and you have a belief that what you are doing is meant is all directed in some way to preventing an evil that we simply that simply must be prevented. Yeah. That simply must be prevented at all costs, right? That's it. That gets you a villain. Yeah. And it's but like I said, it's a very it's a very contemporary villain because it's it's. It gets us into the period, the you know this contemporary age where we do have gods on Earth, mm-hmm. right? In a way that simply didn't exist in reality, right? There we we made them up, right? But they didn't exist, yeah. And now they exist, yeah. Right? In the age, in the age of like, you know the of nuclear well i mean right we get right get ready for oppenheimer right so yeah we'll yeah talk, we'll talk about that right
1: three hour runtime by the
0: way just so you i know. mean whatever i mean killers is gonna be almost four right i mean like bring, it on. <laughs> yeah, bring them gi- on you guys are giving value they're giving value for your dollar for sure right i'm excited oh, oh god uh, i've already
1: got my ticket for oppenheimer because they're doing 70 millimeter screenings so i'm i'm gonna do it at you i'm i'm, I'm, I'm on go. it i'm, I'm on it
0: do a fucking intermission why does nobody do a fucking intermission yeah. Why did you have to get me on this rant? Do a fucking intermission, <laughs>
1: yeah. Jesus Christ! You'll sell more candies. Yeah. Whatever. Popcorn. Shit. Let me get up and take a piss. They already offer free refills. There's no benefit to really. people buy other shit.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Like I mean, what they're gonna they're gonna squeeze
1: in one more screen. That's so fucking stupid. I, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> Just put
0: an intermission in there, motherfuckers. <laughs> What's so hard about that? And an
1: overture. I want an overture. I want road shows. Jesus. Uh- and I want them for all movies, you know, Barbie as well, you know, open up with Barbie girl and, you know, let us get it, have an overture, have just an image, get us mentally prepared for our movie, our, our experience, our epic. Yeah. Yeah. I want these, I but want I mean, these things.
0: So, I mean, so you imagine a world where like the war room in Dr. Strangelove can exist. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where that's coherent, right? Which requires doomsday weapons and also like communication technology, right? I mean. For so much of history, nobody could run things because they didn't even know what the fuck was going on. For sure, like yeah, like like what did Abraham Lincoln know about like the Battle of Gettysburg in real time? Right? I mean, yeah. he's just like sitting so there, like, well, I hope I hope someone brings me good news. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you know, like,
1: they were, but yeah, they wouldn't have the body count at first. Like, yeah, but they would just know we won, but here was the expense. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. So, uh, so, inevitably.
0: so th- there was too much information. No way to transmit it. No way – there weren't these weapons that just sort of had, you know, civilization, globe annihilating potential, right? But once you get that stuff, you can get gods on Earth, right? You can have yeah. people who have – you can have actual Promethean characters, right? And so that's – like I said, that's a very contemporary kind of villain, right? I do He's agree. the villain who – who says and I mean you see that villain throughout comics, right? So comics themselves a product of the atomic age and you know, really come into their efflorescence, right, in uh post-World War II America, right? You you see this obsession understandable I mean obsession is sometimes is negative, but this very understandable obsession with the um with these kind of crypto fascist uh people who are driven by you know a a notion that they are sort of the thing that stands between you know humanity or existence right and non-existence or total annihilation
1: this is interesting because now you've got me thinking about the placement of villains and what 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 is their purpose not only for the spider verse but for miles and uh, i do think think that they are there's more to them than just their 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 addition like yeah. you know to move things forward even with the spot and so this was in well, He's
0: Anton Chigurh. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah, well and and it's in this way that I do think there's a cultural commentary in the spot because how how is the spot introduced? It's somebody who had a tra- trauma event in link with Spider-Man and is convinced that they are an arch-nemesis. Like they they think that they are important to the narrative. Uh they're giving themselves importance. They're they're put to the to the periphery. I mean, this is a peripheral Spider-Man kind of notion and villain. Somebody who is treated as a joke at first. You know, yeah. uh, with, with not only to the audience, but with Miles and their engagement. I mean, and and they do it delightfully. So uh, Jason Schwartzman does a great job in bringing this... Yes, uh, this, great
0: voice acting throughout oh, this. Oh, throughout, movie. throughout. I mean, really well cast and, and people who manage... To and it's not just stunt stuff. I mean, there are a couple stunt moments that work. I mean, that are funny. Yes, uh, absolutely. But, but I, I never even the Oscar Isaac. I, I, it wasn't like oh, there's Oscar Isaac. Like, no, no, yeah, it's it, like it, there's a, a good performance. Job of, they, there's performance. Yes, they did a good job of not having it just be like oh
1: yeah, I know that voice. Absolutely. And so with Schwartzman and bringing this, this dope of a character, which is introduces like, he's like, this is my first time robbing somebody. Don't make it an unpleasant experience. You know, just very funny stuff. But it shows you that they're trying to dip their toes into a world that they think that they need to be part of. And then they're not taken seriously. And you see that in a world of isolated people today. Like, I think that there is a representation when we mock these people for their, their, ambitious notions like we're like oh it won't they they won't get a credible yeah. cultural standpoint they won't get and yet here he you know taken as somebody underestimated in their in their vision and their capabilities and is is mocked uh finds a way to enhance their their power enhance their notion and becomes an existential threat not not only for this universe but maybe for all universes and so i do think that it's an interesting conversation to, to look upon people with with threatening promise and to really engage with the seriousness of it which is something that miles refuses to do something that that uh the the syndicate, the syndicate of Spiderman, are just like watching and keeping an eye on, and failed to really do so, which allows the spot to take on an even grander, yeah, presence. No, I,
0: I think I think this spot is a real ingenious little bit of social commentary because what you get is a character that seems either intentionally or unintentionally to be an homage to Rorschach, right? Oh, very much so. And, yeah. and initially you look at them and you think, well, those are so different, right? Rorschach, this very angry, gritty, kind of hateful character versus Spot, whose hate is directed only at one person, but who seems like kind of a dope, right? I mean, Rorschach, like part of what's frightening about Rorschach is he's like shockingly competent, right? He's like great at doing what he does, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas this guy, you think he he can't even do the he can't even steal, right? He's such a dope. <laughs> but but in a way, like I think that spot is is very perfectly to twenty twenty three what Rorschach was to the eighties. Yeah, because the eighties is this sort of is this very nasty time, right? Where everyone the the world is kind of turning in the whole idea of like you know, welfare queens and the inner city is rotting, right? And it's a cesspool and it's all RoboCop and Escape from New York, right? Yeah. That shit is very much of the 80s, like Reagan, Thatcher era, like fear of the city, fear that like the city was just a a, a nightmare yeah. that you would descend into, right? I remember this from being a kid and being like, you know, in the 80s, like, you know, we I grew up the first years of my life were in the suburbs of Chicago and Chicago is like, you might as well have been talking about the fucking Amazon. Like it was yeah. just this place that yeah. was like mist. It, it was kind of sexy. Right. But it was also dangerous and frightening. Right. Like the city, you're going into the city. Well, of course we're on the other side of that. Right. Although we are seeing the rebirth of that a little bit. There is, there you, is. You, yeah. You hear for the first time in a long time, people talking about cities like, Oh, they're so dangerous. Whereas for most of, you know, from, I would say the mid to late nineties to a couple years ago, the whole thing had completely reversed. Cities were where all the money was. Everyone wanted to live in cities. They were having this renaissance. Da, da 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 da. And so what you get with Spot is you get the other end of this story where Spot's great fear is like is not that like the other, right? No. In some no. general sense. Spot like hates himself because he thinks he's not like cool enough
1: yes right
0: it's so 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 (laughs)
1: what's the line unfortunately for us both it's skin like you know it's like he does not even view himself The the
0: fear is not this sort of like i in in the age of the internet and social media and constant self-creation and self-promotion and everyone is their own cmo the fear is not like other people are going to you know, kill me because I'm walking down the wrong street. No. Although, like yeah. I said, especially on the right, you do see, like, the rebirth of some of that oh primal yeah. fear, right? But what you see in the sort of uh, the rest of, you know, the kind of urban you know, slightly downly mobile, like everybody who basically wants to be on a podcast <laughs> or, you know, have a media job. What you see there is that the, their great fear, their desperate dark fears like I'm not interested. I know. I'm That's not interesting. True.
1: Yeah. People are not going
0: to be interested in me. Yeah. That's what destroys you. Not the fear of, you know, you know, anonymous thugs, youths coming to mug you. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm at a post. And nobody's going to like it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's And so I think that it's a very... is a very... Um, who knows whether it's intentional or not. I mean, the the resemblance of the characters is a little hard to chalk up to. I, I
1: do think that there is a direct sort of visage. Because there is... It is about the isolate. Like, both of them are isolated characters. But the way they metabolize... I mean, it's funny because... They end up in the same
0: place. In fact, Spot ends up being way more dangerous, right? Because he wants oh, to destroy sure. everything. Yeah. Rorschach's um, principle is a fascist psychopath, but he's he's directed at specific things, right? Yeah, right. He doesn't he he doesn't want to like destroy the universe, right? Yeah. No. So I I think it's it's a very funny sort of commentary on I wouldn't say I mean funny strange. Not laugh out loud funny, no, but it's yeah. a very astute commentary on fear and what it is that counts as the worst outcomes. Yeah. Right? Like, what is what is the thing that you must avoid above all yeah. other things? Well, and and the death of your
1: public persona as something that other people think is or, interesting, or the fact that you are not important. And so he has this like event that happens to him, and it. As defined by canon or the idea of superheroes or or our experiences, he must be important. He was part of an origin, and he's linked to Miles' story. And it's that demand, the yeah. insistence to be important. That makes him very perceived as important, yes. right?
0: It, it is about the triumph of a more proper over all else, right? Because one thing you can say about Rorschach is Rorschach does not give a fuck what other people think about him. He's aggressively uninterested yeah. in the opinions of others, right? And this guy has been, Spot has been completely destroyed by his belief. Like, yeah. What else could it be? His perception that he is ugly and grotesque, Yeah, right? That is the thing. And he blames Peter Par or even Peter Parker. He blames he blames Miles Morales. He blames Sp- Spider Man for it. And that to me, uh, that is that is very resonant to me. Oh yeah. And that is yeah. I think that there's a lot of insight into that little little tidbit about like what what takes you to the point of a kind of nihilistic hatred of of your fellow humans. Yeah. What yeah. what what is the What is the and what's scary about the resonance of that critique is that it would appear that many, many more people are susceptible to the kind of feeling that Spot has than Rorschach's feeling. Yes. Yeah. Although I mean to be fair, in the eighties that sort of hatred of the other, right, that very much that felt, primal yeah. fear uh, was a huge factor in American political life. Yeah, it was a huge factor. It shaped the world we live in now in very significant ways. So I, I guess I don't want to overstate the point. But I do think that there is something. Um, you know, a lot of people make the joke that like, old people are angry because that, you know, their grandkids won't like, you know, click like on their Facebook posts. Mm-hmm.
1: But there's something to that, and and there, <laughs> there's th- something to that that observation. Well, and it's interesting because then Miles is split in this divide. There's somebody who's obsessed about keeping things the way they are, and that's at the expense of Miles' existence and how he is a reflection of that. And then the spot is obsessed with in 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 this dominating spirit of being recognized or being important in that belief in itself is going to annihilate everything like is going to there's non-existence and then there's the ex- existence as it is well, yeah. and obviously miles represents the kind of middle ground that that he has well, not he will have to attempt the
0: synthesis between for sure the extreme conservatism of all the other spider people and the absolute uh insatiable desire to kind of like reshape the universe yeah. into something completely new, obviously embodies.
1: Yes. And obviously these filmmakers and uh, again, when it, this is, this is why the, sto- the, the storytelling is so crafted here and the characterizations and all of their individual, Shades of animation, individual philosophies are so pronounced and well defined because, obviously, as you're talking about the the synthesis, the rebellion like, that he represents from the status quo, but also to prevent uh, annihilation, comes in the form of instruction from these from from uh, from these uh, new mentors, such as, uh, and I, I forget the actual name of the punk rock anarchist. Uh, Spider-Man well, yeah.
0: but, but it's it's funny right because anarchism is always the John the Baptist of like radical philosophy <laughs> there you go yeah right? because, <laughs> because the first impulse is always just blow it up yes blow if it's it bad up. just blow it up yes
1: and and you see that right? he's, he's just like I don't know yes throw a bomb into this so this is entertain either entertaining yeah. for me or needs to happen and, it's ev- a combination everybody of both. who
0: has deep dissatisfaction with the status quo I, I mean you know I I it's fine to be skeptical of people who are actually like out and out anarchists and who attempt to make, to make it go here. Cause maybe that can't work. Um, but as a first impulse it, I, I'm yeah. always really sympathetic to it. Like, well, just, let's just, let's just, let's just, um, let's just flip over the apple cart and see what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because
1: it sucks. And I like that through this principle, through miles being a de- dedicated, that, Again, it's it's either you accept the utilitarian, you know, uh, the 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 good of the many outweigh the 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 good of the few, uh, or you accept that things can be better than that analysis, that mathematical more moral morality. And I like that through the process of the second one, which we will see unfolding in the third, is that he has brought people through action and through anomaly action onto his side. Most notably is uh, the Bollywood Spider Man, you know, in in doing a kindness and venturing the anti core event uh, and saving and, and making his world for him m- better. He he is part of the team as 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 it has been hinted at, uh, for what will unfold in well, the Well yeah, third they chapter. had to make Bollywood Spider-Man one of the good... Uh, come on. Yeah. I mean that guy's too He's amazing. He's but he's also like he's like the most
0: positive one. <laughs> for sure. Right, like like
1: <laughs> I do have to say the the vibrancy, the color, the dedication to <laughs> Mumbatan and this this particular shade of Spider Man was so glorious. I mean, it really put to shame the the ideas of the multiverse and other movies that have been ventured. I mean, it showed you again, this uh, animation allows you for the full throttle possibility of it all. And I loved it. I I loved even just that little chapter and all of its color, all of its accentuation, its personality. And yes, I'm glad he's going to, we're going to get more of that character because uh, we need more of that character. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think the, yeah, that's why I think the movie I mean that—that that to me is what's the most masterful about the movie is that it manages to do a lot of different things and balance them pretty pretty yeah. effectively, right? Because yeah. it's got ups, it's got downs, it's got—it does have the full sort of range of what you might want, and it makes it all work. And it doesn't feel the way it does in some of these other movies to be just like cobbled together. It feels coherent.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think we've had a really good conversation yeah, about good. it I feel good about it i you know i I think you know I came into it being like hesitant and uh you know uh, in tepid about you know how I was gonna engage in it but i I knew it was a great movie like i I had a great time watching it yeah and it more it was more about how how do I sit with it when I know it's not done and so I think a lot of people are gonna go through that exact feeling. Uh, which I've I've actually talked to family members who have had a more negative reaction to it because of that because it ended in a space that didn't allow for obvious catharsis but obviously that's the point of a middle chapter and I was just like kind of wrestling with its structure and its purpose because I mean it's two and a half hours and yeah. uh, I not not that everything is utilized to its substantial degree. But I do think that it operates in a well-structured use about what what is at the core of of this reflection, because it is a reflection on superheroes, particularly Spider-Man, and this uh, cultural notion of what we expect out of them and what Miles Morales kind of represents against it. And so talking it out, I knew I was positive about it, but talking it out, I'm even more positive about it, about the series in general, um and i'm excited i'm still excited about the third one so um no thank you ben for for having this conversation a delight
0: a delight as always
1: was there anything else in the movie that we No, i feel address? good I feel, uh, I feel like we got it i feel like right. we did this one no yeah this was good um yeah, so what's next? What's next Oh, no, it's a for lot us? of big things now, right? A lot of big... Well, but next week's Transformers, and I'm not really keen on watching
0: Yeah, it. no, we don't have to
1: do that one. Do you want... I've seen Past Lives. Do you want to try and catch Past maybe
0: Lives? Maybe we should... Yeah, maybe we should do... Past Lives is probably still limited, right? So we could... Still
1: limited. It's at uh, The Grove, and it's at Century
0: City so, for so, options. So maybe Past Lives this coming week... Yeah, let's 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 say we're gonna do past lives. Let's do that. Then after that, it's like something else. It's, Astero- a- it's
1: asteroid city. The Flash. Uh, ne- the week after that, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, blackening yeah. elementals. All four come out the same week, so we won't do all four. But yeah, we'll, right. we'll we'll we'll. I think right. asteroid city definitely. And I think uh, we might have to do flash? the flash. We might have to do the flash.
0: I, I I I must admit, when people start saying that it's good, I'm always curious. For sure. I don't know that I'll agree, but I, I know some I, people have said it's good. I'm curious about
1: yeah. it. Um, and then, and then the week after that is I forget something else, and then it's Indiana Jones, and then we're into July, and then uh, it's it's wow the the yeah, year, we've year got coming. the Barbie
0: Oppenheimer weekend. Barbie Oppenheimer L- 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 uh, Mission
1: Impossible Dead Reckoning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a lot out there just
0: yeah. to, we we will have to Dead Reckon with these things.
1: I would like to talk about past lives, so let's let's, let's do, do that let's next do, week. Let's do
0: past lives next week. I like that um he's kyle brohl yeah subscribe to his patreon i know movies and you don't there's so much content it's a deluge of quality content <laughs> even the stuff that doesn't have me is good i appreciate that uh but yeah get on there get on there look at kyle kyle needs your money i mean, treat I mean, my i mean he's living in squalor here <laughs> he's t- on his last 24 pack of diet dr pepper i mean
1: that's what it, i don't drink that but Uh, but that is my last pack yes
0: and if his and if his if his um his partner runs out of that she will lose her mind (laughs) she will go ballistic we need to keep her abusive we need to keep her fueled with diet active pepper (laughs) we need to keep it coursing through her veins so uh please please give him your money i
1: will say uh i don't think i've outrightly stated like how my show should be be treated um and but but it is a um it's a recommendation list like honestly if if you haven't seen the movie we've talked about i recommend you watch it and then engage in the conversation because there's not a lot of people out there who you know some of them are deeper cuts and so you know if you don't have people in your life to like watch the movie with you or you're not engaged in that kind of community obviously you can be missing out and so my show is meant for an engagement in uh, an open conversation as though you have friends to talk, talk out the movie and you hear. And we, we know you to... have friends, but
0: maybe they don't want to watch the movie. No, so, but maybe not. So we'll be your friends.
1: Yes, we'll be your friends. We'll, we'll, we'll fill or in your friend, of me, whatever that. you want. Friend of I, me. I can be a great friend of me. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, no, jilted, yeah. Jilted lovers, whatever you need. I mean, it's been, we're, I'm, we're coming on three years of yes, doing the show. Uh,
0: you've made a lot of content. So. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have.
1: You've, 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 you've delved deep into the content minds. Deep into the content, yeah, and we'll have done four hundred shows so uh, uh, by the by the, by the the three year mark. we have I done four hundred times, like breathe, sleep, eat. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and so, Definitely. I don't know. I you know, I this this is obviously just a separate little project for you and I to like get together and talk the culture and movies. movies. But but I appreciate you know every time you come on every all my friends who've been a part of it, all the voices. I mean, it's it's such a it's been such a rewarding no, experience. So, yeah, no. It's yeah. Uh, but uh, Ben Thalen, Dead Reckoner, Substack, you should, uh, you know, because he does write ups. He does reflections. Yeah.
0: I need money. Not as much as Kyle, though. Give Kyle your money first. <laughs> and then if you've got some more, give it to me.
1: Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate a dollar here or there. You know, yeah, the whatever. Look, just a
0: couple. Just a couple bucks.
1: <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Yeah, I know exactly.
0: Well, it's like that old Eddie Murphy bit, right? You not, you're not going to be rich, but you could be a part of something big. Yeah. So give us your money.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I would appreciate it, and we would all appreciate your money, but that's not required. Not we required. provide. We provide this, uh, gratis. Uh, you know, because we enjoy it. We enjoy. We doing do. This. We do. Absolutely. We love it. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll come back next week. Past lives. Okay, brother. We'll do that. Bye bye.